0: we okay so yesterday we discussed the fact that there are three different types of averis that women die in during childbirth and three averis that women if they don't use do these misses properly they'll die during childbirth we said the three of them are the isser of um, not being careful with the laws of nida and not being careful with the laws of challah taking from the percentage of the dough and giving to the going and not being careful with lighting candles on friday nida my time I says why how do you know that one's going to die if they don't I kept the laws of Nida. She did something The chedre bitna In other words Chedre bitna Mean like the walls Of her innards Right So basically She was not careful With the walls Of her womb And therefore She will get punished During the chedre bitna She will get punished In those walls During the time In which she's giving birth That is when She's going to get punished And she will die During childbirth That explains why Nida is getting punished At the time of giving birth but a woman who was not careful with the laws of me so why by khala and why by, why by a woman is not careful with taking khala and by a woman who's not careful with the laws of lighting candles and perhaps light candles um, and that is not careful with those laws how do you know that someone's going to die during childbirth there was a glila someone from galilee who explained in front of him he said I gave you one revius of blood, right? The Gemara tells us elsewhere that one revius of blood is how much you need to live, right? I don't think this is medically true, <coughs> but that's what the Gemara says. Now, and I told you to be careful with the laws of, of blood, right? So that explains why Nida. Now, I told you, I called you, the firstborn, right? The, the Torah says, and Rashi brings down, famously, the major explains, that biracious means for the sake of raish, for the sake of the beginning. And what is beginning? Beginning is Yisrael. So raisus Karasi Eschem. Hashem calls us his racious, his first. Right? Al iskay his ati eschem. So I also told you be careful with the laws of racious. In other words, raisus means the the first of the of the um, of the khala, of the dough that you're supposed to be giving to the Kayin. Since you are not careful, therefore you deserve to die. The uh, soul which I put inside of you is called a candle. So clearly we see that on, on the things, on things dealing with, pertaining with Nerois, I told you to be careful with. And all these things, if you do them good, but if you don't do them properly, then I will take your soul. Okay. Um, so why specifically during times of giving birth? Amar the says, So if the, if the, uh, if the, if the, if the axe falls down, sharpen the knife for slaughtering, right? So if an axe is already on the ground, then it's a lot easier to slaughter. Basically, it's a way of saying that if a woman is in a, in a stage of grave danger, because in those days, the mortality rate during labor was a lot higher than it is today. A woman's already in a state of grave danger. Naturally, that is a time in which Hashem will punish Abayam or says so abaya has a different um a different muscle a different uh you know parable to explain what's happening over here he explains that Rashi explains basically what he explains is like this that the Ashifcha a maidservant They they were doing bad things and then they get punished. So it's unclear exactly what this means. I think it's a reference to to Chava, right? That the Chava really did a chet that started a woman down a bad path. And at the time during during giving birth, in which only came into the world because of Chava's original chet, it will be even more magnified their chet their sin of not being careful with the specific laws that are more that are more dependent on women to carry out properly. Um Chizkiah, Rabbeinu says a different one. Shavke l'rave dimenafshe nafal. Rashi explains. Um, oh, so Rashi explains like this: that a drunk person leave it alone, and a drunk person is going to fall down by himself. You don't need to push him; he'll just fall down anyways, right? So what it, what it means a similar idea. Once again, that someone is already in grave danger, then things can happen very easily. Hashem does not have to get that involved to carry out punishment. for Raya so Rav Mar says a little bit differently. He says the mushal is he says the mushal is like this. You have a, a blind uh, not a blind shepherd, but a uh, a lame shepherd, and you have goats that are running. But above khutra so basically, what he says is that even though he can't catch them normally because he's he's lame, but once they're already in the corral, it's a lot easier to catch them. Just another way to explain this idea that when the makom of danger, then then it's easier and you got to be extra careful. So Rapapa says that at the at the gates or at the doorway of the chanusa, of your marketplace of your of your store. Then you'll have lots of people you're friendly with and everybody's hanging out with you and will have mercy on you. But when you're in the middle of getting embarrassed and getting humiliated and nobody's around to have mercy on you. The gabri One second, this is a very misogynistic idea. We're only talking about how women get punished. And when women get punished? When do men get punished? When do they check carefully on their deeds to see if they will withstand judgment or not? Shlaka says if they're passing over a bridge, Gesher is Sulay The Gemara says, what do you mean? The only time that you're ever in a time of danger ever is if you're passing over a bridge that might collapse under you. There's other times you are in times of danger. Amar kein So it doesn't mean to say that that's the only time. It means something similar to a Gesher, something similar to a bridge, a situation that's similar to a bridge is where you're in a time of danger, and therefore you better be extra careful because that will be a time when you can get punished. Rab akum. Rab would never go on a ferry that had a non-Jewish and idolater on that ferry. Amar dummah mifkid Lay dina aleha. Maybe Hashem is going to be angry at him or ready to carry out judgment on him. Um, at the scene about a day. And then he'll, he'll take me too. Once he's taking him, he will capsize the boat. He'll capsize me too. Shmuel had his other chaf. He had his chaf. said so like this. I'm only going to go on a boat if there's already someone who, is in, someone who is an idol worshiper on that boat. Why? The Satan does not carry out judgment on two different types of nations at once. So if he's going to carry out judgment on the Akam, he cannot do it when I'm there. So, if he's going to be carrying out judgment, it can't. So, since he can't be carrying out judgment on me and the Akam at the same time, I'm not concerned that he's going to carry out judgment, and therefore I am willing to go in that boat. <speaking in> Rianne <Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> he would check carefully what he was doing, and then he would go. <speaking in> Rianne <Hebrew> he goes according to his reasoning. Rianne said that a person should never go to a place that is a danger to his life, and why would he, Maybe he'll go to a place that's a danger, and i will say, you know what? Hashem will take care of me. Maybe a miracle will happen. First of all, who said a miracle will happen? And second of all, and if a ace nice does happen, a miracle does happen, you're safe. If you're asking Hashem to change the pattern of time, and change the pattern of tava, of nature, then he's going to be taken away from your merits. Now, why would you want to do that? Don't put yourself in a situation in the first place. I'm um, going to have Hanan Maikra. Hanan says, I'll tell you a pasuk. That's actually a source for this idea. Yaakov Avinu says, after being saved from, after being saved from, from the Malach, when he's crossing over the river. So he says, He says, I have been made small from all of your kindnesses, and, we call it MS, and from everything, all the truths that you have done with me, Hashem. Right? So what does he mean, he's been made small? He's been made small because he's lost some of his marriage for the fact that Hashem has been watching over him in a very blatant way. So if Zera, during days when there was a, like a hurricane or some sort of very strong wind, he would not walk in between um, Dikla's palm trees because maybe the palm tree would fall down on his head. Beautiful idea, and I think an idea that we probably should all be taking into, into real consideration right now. And he says, like this, he says, You should always ask Rachman to Hashem, you should ask Hashem to have mercy on you before you ever become sick. Because once you become sick, at that point already, then Din is happening, judgment is happening. And once judgment is happening, then Hashem is going to say, Is he worthy of being judged in a way that we Hope to be judged or is he not worthy? But if you're asking Hashem before it ever happened that you actually went down to judgment, then it's a lot easier for Hashem to say you're dominating me even beforehand. Okay fine, you won't we're not going to get even to the point of judgment, right? So it's easier to avert the court case in the first place than it is to get to get um to get pardoned once you're in the court. Um thinking of this in terms of right now for Hashem, we're not really in such danger on the West Coast, but who knows? And that's uh, probably appropriate to be taking on extra things as, you know, or extra Tehillim, things of that nature, so as to help, uh, you know, avert the din from us. Amar says, So the pasik says about mica. it says that if you don't put up a mica, a, a, a fence around your balcony, around your roof, and someone who falls off of that fence. And the pasik says, when the one who has fell falls from there. What do you mean? We're describing him as the one who falls, he hasn't fallen yet. You shouldn't describe him as the one who falls. You should describe him as when someone falls off of your fence, off of your, off of your balcony. So what does it mean? It means So what it means to say is like this: that once he's already falling, then he has to bring a proof to Hashem why he doesn't deserve to die. That in the very bishmole bishmole says So he says it a little bit differently. He says when the one who is falling, when the one who is falling falls, what is that referring to? This person could have fallen from meibreshes. In other words. Due to the fact that Adam did a chet in the six days of, of creation, and that chet was the chet that made it that we can, we have a Sahara and we are, you know, um, we are constantly enticed to do the wrong thing. Due to that fact, he indeed sins, and therefore he deserved to die. However, right? But and ultimately, he hasn't yet fallen. But at the end of the day, the pastor calls him that he is one who has fallen already. So, what's it coming to teach us? This is a famous idea that the Gemara talks about often, that Hashem will make someone who is worthy of, of, uh, of, a, of merit, he will have something good happen to him. Someone who is worthy of getting punished, he will have something bad come about through his deeds. So if someone is not careful to put up a mica, then someone might die by falling off of his roof. Now, the person who will die by falling off of his roof, that's not your business, because really he deserves to die anyways, otherwise he wouldn't have died, right? This is a famous Gemara in terms of dealing with the the paradox between, um, um, you know, free will and, and Hashem's, uh, you know, omniscience. So, but what we see over here is that if someone is meant to die, he's going to die anyways. But if you put up the micah, he's not going to die in your house. And if he doesn't die in your house, you, you won't be the one to bring about his death, even though the death had to occur anyways. So, Tana learned writes, if someone is sick and he's tending towards death, he's leading towards death, I'm lay. say to him, confess, right? This is the time to say, so everybody who is going to get killed, anytime if someone comes to court and about to pass the judgment and execution, so they say to him, confess your crimes. If someone goes out to the shuk, to the marketplace, it should be in his eyes as if he's going to, to the uh, literally walking off the executioner. In other words, not today, but in, in those days, the marketplace was somewhat of a dangerous place. It's either the marketplace itself or on the route back and forth from the marketplace. And therefore, it's a time when bad things could happen. And that's how you should perceive yourself, to be in a place of danger. And that will help connect you to Hashem better. If you think of being in a place of danger, you will connect to Hashem. If someone has a headache, it should be in his eyes as if he has been put into chains. Allah, if he actually falls onto his bed because he's so sick, then nafa. It should be in his eyes as if they've already brought him up onto the the place where they're gonna hang people, uh, the scaffolding. to be to be judged. sorry, Because anybody goes up to the guard to be judged, he has great Uh, defense attorneys he will be saved but if he's not he's not going to be saved what are the the defense attorneys of us right who are our defense attorneys defense attorneys are doing repenting and doing good deeds you know there's 999 people coming to Hashem and saying he deserves to die and even one person is coming to say no he does not one person but one force an emala is coming to say that he does not deserve to die I lost the place as it says that if there is one Malach, one angel who will, who will uh, come to defend you one out of a thousand, who will he will redeem us from going down into shachas, into hell. We I mean, just one person comes to, to defend us against 999 prosecutors. Eliezer the son of says even if there's 999 malachim coming to say that he deserves to get punished, also, one is coming to say that he deserves to be uh, judged meritorious. He will be saved. Says one person who will, will advocate for me among a thousand. On three different types of errors, women will die during during childbirth. What are the three things? Ravacha says in the in the sin that they are that they are mechapsis that they clean up the tzayas bnei the feces of their children on Shabbos, and some people say that they also, um, that they call the Arana Kodesh, instead of calling it Arana Kodesh, they call it arna Arana is more of a, a common phrase that you would use for a regular chest, but they call the Arana Kodesh that has a Torah. So it just arna that's too familiar. It's not, it's not the proper way of talking. Those are five different types of Chathayim. The two different sins that the Amayratim will die for, that the ignorant people will die for. al shakar and the Arana Kodesh, Arana, that they call the Holy Ark, Arna, which is more of a familiar casual term. It's not, it's not exhibiting the proper respect for the Torah. It doesn't mean that literally, for one time calling it Arna probably. It probably means that you, that's the general attitude that they have towards Torah, and that's going to manifest itself in many other ways as well. Shakir and the Beisak Am. And also, if they call the Beisak the holy place where we come to Dab, instead of calling it the holy place, they call it just a base Am, a place where people gather, as opposed to a place where people gather for the sake of Hashem. Tanya of Yesi, says, Misa, There are three different types of Bitge Isha. Bitge means like the inspectors of a woman who have been bit, bit mis, oh sorry, Misa. Three different inspectors of death who Hashem has created in women. Misa. And some people say no, not, not that they are inspectors, but rather divke Misa, that they are connectors to death. What are they? Neither khala one of them is he's going with the reasoning of Avvelazer. One of them is going with the reasoning of the Rabbanon. Tanya, Rishum Gamilaymer, Hilchas Hekdish, Truma Is The laws of Hekdish of holy objects, Truma things which are supposed to be given to the Kehanim. Uma Isrus, the laws of what are supposed to be given to the the VM are supposed to be given to four people these are some of the fundamentals of the Torah, turning the page down. <laughs> but they're given to Amaretz, they're given to people who don't know the laws. In other words, we have to trust that people who don't know any laws at all, that they've taken what they are supposed to take and they have actually taken it properly. Tanya, we learned in the says, with the sins of not fulfilling vows, that is the sin that women, uh, the wives of husbands die. It says, It says, If there's nothing with, with which to pay, why, do you, why are you taking the bed from underneath them? The bed from underneath them is a, a for your wife in this, in this idea. It says, He says that with the sin of not fulfilling your vows, the value vow you've taken and not fulfilling it, your sons will die. When they're young children. So don't give your mouth to make sins for your um, for your flesh. So don't say in front of the angel that it was just the Ishkagehi, That why is the getting angry on your voice and hurting or yeah hurting your the the works of your hands. What's the works of the hands of people? This is the sons and daughters of people. So therefore, if you want to know what causes children to die at a young age, it's due to this idea. Another Baista says that with the Avayin with of the, the if you don't fulfill your, your promises, your vows, then children will die. These are the words of the Reza Shemin. Huda says, says, no, it's not with the sin of not fulfilling your vows, rather it's with the sin of not learning the Torah properly if you say it's about the sin of not fulfilling your vows properly, then we understand what the source is for that because we quoted a verse in the Torah in, in, um, in Kahalas. and we said that that verse in Kahalas makes it sound like that what's going to happen to you if you don't fulfill your vow then your children will die. So you say that it's about it's about not fulfilling the Torah, it's about not learning Torah properly. Where do you see that in the Torah? Where's the source for that in the Torah? It says, the it says, for for vain or in, in for naught I have hit your sons because your mussar lo lekachu, because the rebuke they have not accepted what's musr? mussar is Torah right so in other words the fact that you don't accept the Torah you don't learn it Torah properly that is why these children have died. And even according to the one who says that they're dying because of Abu because they haven't fulfilled their vows, you also can also learn it out from here. You read the Pasik a little bit backwards. Say, the for naught have I hit your children. Why? because you did not fulfill your vow. What you did is you took Hashem Hashem, You took the name of Hashem in vain. And therefore you deserve to get punished. Mechti. the Nasi, I know. you ask says Bital Torah over here, but earlier he says no, it's about your son, it's about vows. So why do sons die? According to the Nasi, one time he says it's about the vows, one time he says it's about not learning Torah. Which one is it? Rabbi Baba in the my earlier said, and no, it's about not fulfilling your vows. Once he heard a of Shimon say that it's not about fulfilling your vows. Once he heard that it's about not fulfilling your vows, then he thought that too. Initially, he thought it must have been about Bethel but once he heard this other reason, he went with that other reason. Think about Reb and argue, one of them says, why do so die? Because of not having a mezuzah properly. One of them says, no, because i not learning Pera properly. If you say it's about a mezuzah, not having a mezuzah properly, why? So it says in the Pera, um, the, you, the, I'm just trying to remember the exact layout, but basically in one of the Pesukim right around Mezuzah, it says, So we see from there that the mitzvah of Mezuzah is related to keeping your children alive. So, good, that explains why Mezuzah would be that. But what about the other way around? Why not for Tehra? So the Gemara says, it's only for Mezuzah, but not for the pasuk before Mezuzah. The pasuk before Mezuzah talks about Tehra. So it talks about Tehra, then it talks about Mezuzah, then it talks about long life. So it makes sense that the pasik which is directly before long life, is the correlation to it. If you do this, you're gonna have long life. It's not as easy to say that the pasik two before that it's connected to it. And therefore he says it's about mezuzah. The one who says it's about mitotera, he says, you know what, according to the one who says that it's actually for the iniquity of not, of not learning properly. You could say that the pasik can be darshan, can be understood as going back to the pasik immediately before it, that if you do this, you'll have long life or even two seconds before it that you're going to have long life if you do this. And he said it's more likely to say that if you have a pasuk about learning Torah and a pasuk about putting it, up a mezuzah, it's more likely that not learning Torah is going to get you punished than have the, the you know, severe punishment of having children die young. The mayor of Yehuda argued, so mayor of the things about one of them says it's, not about, not about, it's about not reading tzitzis properly. If you say it's about the sin of not reading tits properly, it says that you shall write them on the mezuzahs of your house. It says afterwards, so that you shall lengthen your days and the days of your sons. Very, very clear what the connections between the mezuzah and your children's lives. But according to the man, it says that it's not wearing tzitzis properly. My time, was the connection between not wearing tzitzis properly and having a long life for your children? A really scary verse in in It says that in your corners, right, then you will find the blood of the souls, who are poor, and very pure. This is referring to, the Gemara says, this is referring to children, children who die young and pure. And what caused them to die young and pure? It's something related to your Kina your corners, you will find this blood. What does it mean? The corners that you're not playing in the midst of, of uh, tzitzv properly. According to the mandama, according to the one who says that it's about, um, it's about not putting up your mitzvah properly, he also might be able to learn out from these psukim in the Torah. These psukim in the Torah that say that these children are going to die for uh, young and pure, he says, the next posse talks about the fact that not in your machteras, not in your tunnels, I was able to find. What is that referring to? He says that you took your doorways that should have had mezuzahs and you made them like tunnels that don't need mezuzahs. And when you did that, you're causing children who are young and pure to die. Now we're going a little bit, a little bit happier things. If we say anybody who's very careful with the laws they will have 2,800 abadam, 2,800 servants. This is a prophecy about what's going to happen in the future when Mashiach comes and that the nations of the world will all want to be connected to the Jews because they'll recognize that we are the chosen nation and we'll all have 10 servants to serve us and somewhat related to the fact 2800, 10, not sure what the relation is right now. Simon Shana, Sane, Chala, Truma, nigzales Dina, Shavua, Yeluya, Iluya, Venevlusa. So the Gemara is basically giving a sim and a mnemonic device to remember all the upcoming Sugas. And uh, if you just remember this line, you'll remember all the topics that are about to come up. If you have gra- gra- not gratitude, um, what's it called again? A baseless hatred of others, then what will happen is they'll be fighting in your house. And your wives will give birth to uh, you know, miscarriages. And sons and daughters of people will die when they are young if someone doesn't do challah properly there's not going to be any blessing in your storehouses and there'll be curse will be sent out in your gates and you'll plant seeds but other people will eat it very scary verses about what happens in the Tehacha about what's going to happen if you don't do things properly that these curses are going to come to you and you'll be sowing for nothing so it says that you'll end up um, be eaten by your um your, your children will be eaten by your enemies don't read as that, that there will be a tremendous upheaval that will come upon you Bechala, rather in the sin of not taking khala, this is the punishment But if you do give khala, then you'll be blessing will come to you. The beginnings of the Arisa Secham or the beginning, the first of your uh, of your of your um, harvest, you shall give to the Kayan, to the kain, to the priest, to give a the beginnings of your the beginnings of your dough you should give to the priest, so that there should be blessing in your house with the sins of not doing, not taking the Truman and properly, the tithes, the kohen, and to the levi, you know what's going to happen? The heavens are going to withhold from bringing out the rain and the dews. have, and what will happen is you'll be running after making assessments and you won't get anything at all. It says, So basically what it says is, so the Gemara is going to explain what the structure means. What does this come to Just the things that I told you to do during the summer months, the months of harvest and the months of, you know, taking in the stuff that's been drying, and that's the time when you're supposed to be giving the chumas and you didn't do it, but you didn't do it. I stole from you the days of Shalag, the days of, of snow in the rainy season, right? Because you didn't do things properly in the summer season, I didn't do things for you back in the rainy season. I.e., you didn't take chumosomaisos, so you're not going to have produce the next year. If you do it properly, then you will be blessed. Never. take all the meister up until your storehouse. No, that if you do not, if I do not open up to you the windows of the heaven, and I bestow upon you blessing up until the, and no limit at all. My Adli What does it mean that without any limit? Until your lips are basically gotten tired already from just saying enough, enough, enough. I just have too much. I don't need all this.